my brother, in serving others. There is joy in helping somebody that's, that's, that, that's kind of uh, uh, behind in the word. Or maybe they've kind of uh, strayed away for a little while. There is joy in going and finding that lost sheep, right, and bringing it back to where it needs to be. And then we spoke about uh, joy in suffering. There is joy in suffering. There is joy in sorrow. We talked about that last week, right? And, and, and uh, even though we go through suffering, and even though we go through suffering, because we are, we're going to go through some trials in our lives. But it's through those trials that we can still have joy. And the only way is that to, through Christ Jesus himself. And uh, so that the joy, the, the joy not, uh, I'm speaking about the joy that God offers, amen, that, 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 uh, that is true joy, not the joy that the world has to offer which is only temporary and, and, and expressed during times of prosperity, you know, but the joy of the Lord, which can be expressed in all circumstances. Can you say amen to that? James 1, 2 tells us, it starts by saying, count it all joy, my brother. Count it all joy. This morning, I want you to get excited because of what I'm going to speak about. And I'm going to speak about today is the joy in knowing Christ. Oh, man, there is joy in having Christ in your life. There is absolutely no other type of joy that can ever take the place of knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And I want you to get excited here this morning, and I want you to get ready to jump up and dance whatever it is that God is letting you to do, because there is joy right in Christ. Count it all joy, my brother. Count it all joy. Doesn't matter what you've been through this morning, what you've been through this week, what you're going through today. There is joy. Count it all as joy. And I want you to get excited because there is joy in knowing Christ. Just the mention of that name, amen, should bring tears to your eyes, should remember of some of the things that God has done for you. There is joy in knowing who he is. And this same joy that we have, don't you believe that other people need to know about it? Don't you think that family members, people in, in your work area, in your community, they need to know what kind of joy you have? What is it that drives you when you're at work and people see you? It's like, man, you're always smiling. Things are always going well. Even though when, when you get in trouble, which you, hopefully you don't at work and, and, and things, but you're still smiling inside. There is joy in knowing Christ. Turn with me to Psalms 28.7. And I'm going to read to you David here. King David was writing in these Psalms. And I want you to listen to these words. And I want you to get excited here this morning. I want you to smile, my brother. If you're not smiling, that means you didn't brush your teeth or you didn't put your teeth in. It's either one of those things. Okay? Psalms chapter 28, verse 7. Listen to this. David is speaking here, and he's pouring out himself unto the Lord. He says, the Lord is my strength. I don't know about you, but I need strength from the Lord every day. I need strength just getting out of bed every morning. Amen. And I thank God because I can actually say, Lord, the Lord is my strength, and the Lord is my shield. In times of trouble, in times when the enemy shoots his arrows toward me, in the times when it seems that everything keeps falling upon you and it seems that you're down at the lowest point, can I tell you that the Lord is your shield? 
He is protecting you. He is guiding you. He is helping you. He is watching everything that goes on on the front side, on your right side, on your left side, and behind you, and also above and below. He is your shield. And David here is excited. He's saying, the Lord is my strength. He is the one that I can count on. He is the one that will never let me down. He is the one that will lift me up when I'm down. When nobody is around, when nobody calls me, when nobody's praying for me, I can always go to the Lord and I can fall on my knees and he comes to me and he lifts me up and he says, the Lord is my strength and he is my shield. And it says here that my heart trusts in him. Can I tell you that we can trust in the Lord without any defects? We can trust it, excuse me, in him and all that goes on. It doesn't really matter what we're, what we're going through, but we can trust in him. How many of you guys have ever had best friends growing up in school and you thought that you could trust these individuals and maybe perhaps there was an individual that you kind of, hey, I like that guy, but don't tell him. That's the worst thing you could do. Hey, uh, my friend over here says that, and it goes on and on and on. By the time you know, by the end of the day, it's like, wow, we didn't know you liked him. Well, how did you know, right? But can I tell you, we serve a God that we can trust. A God that is, that, that is there for us, that our hearts can trust. That we can trust him with our entire lives. We can't do that with man. Right? We, you know, how uh, we, when we were dating and, and when we were, uh, 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 you know, engaged and stuff, and then when, when, when we were standing in front of each other, those that have been married, and you said you, you give your vow, and she gives her out, A-E-I-O-U type thing, and then, uh, and then she says, oh, my heart belongs to you, and then you say, oh, my heart belongs to you, right? And, and then she begins to melt, and then you begin to melt and stuff, but then give it a, a couple of weeks, and what happens, Right? kind of changes a little bit. Wait a minute. You said you'd give me. Yeah, you said you'd give me your heart, but no, it's, not, it's not. Can I tell you, we serve a God that we can trust our heart completely, and he will never change. He will never judge you. He will never uh, uh, see you as an outcast, but he will love on you, my brother. He will care for you. He will embrace you. And there is joy in knowing who he is. There is joy in knowing Christ Jesus is in your life, knowing that he is your strength. He is your shield. And you can trust him with all your life. You can trust him with your family. You can trust him with your job. You can trust him with your finances. You can trust him with your sickness. You can trust him with disease. You can trust him. Your heart. And here's David, and he's crying out to the Lord. He says, oh, Lord, you are my strength. You are my shield. My heart trusts in you, and he helps me. God will help you in times of need. God will help you make decisions in your life. I bet David and Sister Veronica, they were praying unto the Lord. God, show me, and God says, I will help you in whatever it is that I am calling you to do. And God is our help. And listen to this. Ah, oh. then he says, Oh, my heart leaps for joy. 
Has your heart ever leaped for joy for something that you've been waiting for? You know, when you're a little kid and you want a gift and there's this certain gift that, that your, your dad or your mom says, Mom, Dad, I want that gift. And then Christmas time comes and you're looking through all the gifts and finally you get that one gift and you know because you've been cheating, you looked in the closet and, and you, you pretend and, and you see that gift and you can't wait to open it and you open it up and it's that gift that you've been asking for and been wanting for. And you begin to jump up and down. Yes, this is the gift, Mom. This is the gift, Dad. This is the only thing I ever wanted. And two weeks later, it's in the closet, right? Not even using it. And they jump for joy. Oh, but li- listen to this. In knowing Christ Jesus, David says, My heart leaps for joy. Just to know Him. Just to know that he is there for me. Just to know that he, I belong to him and he belongs to me. We should be leaping, my brother. We should be jumping for joy every day of our lives. Just to know that he has accepted me. Somebody that was broken, somebody that was lost, that I didn't deserve anything. Christ Jesus died for me. So undeserving, but yet he loves me and he cares for me and he embraces me and my heart leaps for joy. And then it says this, and my song, and and with my song, I praise him or with a new song, I praise him. Excuse me, I get emotional when when it comes to speaking about who Christ is. And it says, and with my song, I praise you. Can I tell you that whenever our hearts are leaping for the Lord, there is a new song. We don't have to wait till Sunday till uh, 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 Timothy and and the group introduces us to a new song on a Sunday. Can I tell you, a new song can come every day. And David says, in my lips... My heart rejoices. It's joyful. And I sing a song, a praise unto the Lord. I sing a new song unto God. Oh, my brother, there is joy in knowing who he is. And this joy, we need to share it. We can't keep it to ourselves. We need to learn to share it. So this morning, you should be excited. You should be worshiping God, praising God. You should have joy in your life. Yes, it's good to know about true joy, but to have his joy and to have him in our lives. King David stated that his heart leaped for joy. And that made him break out of a a song of praise. And there is joy in knowing Christ this morning. We have come here today to celebrate. Can you say amen to that? We have come to celebrate the presence of our God in our lives and acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit that moves in this place. Sometimes we have a hard time acknowledging the Holy Spirit. But this morning, I want to tell you that He is moving here this morning. If you allow God to work in your life and if you experience true joy, can I tell you, you can experience the Holy Spirit here this morning. So we have a reason to be excited about today, my brother. 
Not only is this the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice in it, but today God has given us life. You woke up this morning. You had a roof over your head. You had a vehicle. You had gas. Well, maybe some of you didn't have very much gas, but you had gas in your vehicle and you made it here. You had clothes to put upon yourself. Some of you had the time to even cook breakfast this morning and eat. You had food in your pantry. Your family woke up. Your kids were running around like crazy, but God gave them life. He's given you the finances to be able to purchase the makeup that you need. We have a reason to be excited, my brother, knowing him, knowing that he is alive in us and where he took us out of. Where were we when God found us? What direction were we going? What is it that God has done? He has lifted up. I was broken, messed up. I was a sinner. And there is joy in knowing him that Christ Jesus, who died on the cross, rose on the third day and, and, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. But one day he's coming back. Now, if that's not joyful enough for you, I don't know what's going to get you riled up. Oh, to know that Christ Jesus is coming back. Oh, my God, there is joy in knowing who he is. We have a reason to be excited. God saved my children. He saved my husband. He saved my wife. He healed me from disease. He healed me from sickness. Come on. You're not joyful to the Lord? Is this a one-time thing for him? No, it's always. This is the reason why we're excited today. Luke 141 tells us, and it states this, that when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, Mary, which is Jesus' mother, the baby, it says that it leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. You imagine someone coming to you and full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And you begin to talk to this person and something inside you goes, whoa, I don't know what it is, my brother. But whatever it is that you have has touched my spirit. And there is joy and, and I can connect with you. And I just want to let you know, man, I am glad. I'm happy to know that you're here. Let's encourage one another. Lift, lift each other up. Let's have a good time. We don't have to go to the world happy hour, but we can have happy hour here. So King David is reminding not only himself, but you and I here today, that in the midst of his circumstance, God promised him through his word that he would be his strength, that he would protect him from his enemy, shielded by him, that his whole heart entrusted in the creator. Can you say amen to that? In times of need, God helped him. He would be available to him 24-8. 24-7, right? Magnolia has 24-8. I just want to know if you guys ever went over there. <clears throat> and it says that David is so overwhelmed with joy in knowing him. It says that his heart leaped. His heart leaped. Have you, has your heart ever hurt for something? Has it ever hurt for something that maybe you're going through? And it just, it just hurts. It aches. But can I tell you, it's opposite when we know Christ Jesus. 
It's the kind of heart that is just waiting, can't wait to get ready for work, can't wait to get ready to to start the day, can't wait to come to church on Sunday morning, can't wait to go to life groups, can't wait to come to, to prayer, Tuesday prayer, right? Can't wait. It's that type of heart that it's just waiting to leap out and knowing who he is when we have Christ in our lives. And a new song comes from his lips. My brother, my sister, there is joy in knowing who he is. There is joy. And we shouldn't limit his expressing our joy of who he is. We shouldn't limit to, to ourselves. That we shouldn't come to church, you know, and limit what God is doing in our lives. We should be able to come to church and feel free and lift up our hands and, and clap unto the Lord and sing unto the Lord. Dance unto the Lord. Listen, if you want to dance, now listen, be careful now when you, Okay. I don't want you to break out and, and, and you know, if, if it's the old, the old you. But God can give you a new dance. He can give you a new dance, a type of dance that's going to glorify him. Amen. Not the kind of dance that you're going to hurt yourself by spraying an ankle or something. But he can give you a new dance, my brother. He can give you a new dance. And we shouldn't limit uh, the joy that he has. There's an illustration that says it's, uh, that I want to read to you. It says, in church one Sunday, a small child was turning around, smiling at everybody. He wasn't, you know, gurgling. He wasn't spitting. He wasn't humming. And he, uh, he wasn't writing on the tithing envelopes that his mom or dad had given him to him. Amen. But he was just smiling. Suddenly, his mother pulled him around and gave him a whisper that everyone could hear. You ever heard those whispers when your mom told you, you better turn around. And you think you're whispering, but everybody knows you're talking to him. So everybody looks at you. And she tells him, stop grinning. You're in church. With that, she gave him a tight squeeze on his thigh. And as the tears rolled down his cheeks, she added, that's much better. We need to stop limiting the joy that we have with God. Even when we're in church, my brother, sometimes we have a hard time expressing joy. I don't know how that happens. When I walk in through those doors, man, I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit already. I don't need music. I don't need a pastor to preach to me. I don't need teaching. I do need his word, but I do feel the power of the Holy Spirit as I walk in because I know that this is a place where he dwells. This is a place where we come together, a place where we lift each other up. And when the Holy Spirit takes over, he takes over. I have no control. And my heart leaps with joy. We shouldn't limit the joy of what God has given to us. Don't just do it on Sunday morning. Do it Monday through Saturday. Let people see the joy of the Lord in you. Oh, there is joy in knowing who he is. There is joy in running after your kids on Monday morning, trying to get them ready for school. There is joy in that. may not seem like it, but there is. Can you imagine there's a lot of moms today that don't have children, that can't have children. And there's a joy because God has given you 15. <laughs> Seems like it. And we need to not limit. And the question here is, have we become so spiritually minded that we are no earthly good. David was a man that was excited about God. A man who was stirred in his spirit by the things of God and what God had did in his life. 
It tells us that the day of the Ark of the Covenant, when it was returned to Jerusalem, if you've ever read the story, when King David came and he took back the Ark of the Covenant, that Ark of the Covenant represented God's presence. It represented who God was. And it was gone from Jerusalem for a long time. And there was sadness. There was distress. There was other issues. And it says that when David finally went out and God gave him the victory to bring the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem, it says that he came and it says that he began to disrobe himself and he began to dance unto the Lord. He began to shout unto the Lord because of his joy because of the heart. It it, it leaped for joy because God was back, back into Jerusalem. God was back into their lives. That is what you and I should be doing every day of our lives. We should be joyful, jumping unto the Lord, leaping unto the Lord. Can you say amen to that? And it said that he leaped with all his might in the joy of knowing who Christ was. We should be celebrating. We should be dancing. And of course, not the way the world dances again. But to know that God is here. And what gives us temporary joy? I want to share with you what gives us temporary joy. The joy that the world offers. What gives us temporary joy? Well, new things, right? We all like having something that's new. If you ever go to the grocery store and you're looking for a cereal box or you're looking for a Coke can or something and you see it and it's dented up but it hasn't been opened, do you usually take it? What do you usually do? You kind of get it out of the way and you get another one that's completely no dent, nothing's never been opened. Ah, this is the one. This is the best one. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the other one. It's just dented up but you want something new right? And it's new. And, and, and we like things that are new. We like new clothes. We like new shoes, right, ladies? We love to have shoes. And, and we, can't wear to, we can't wait to wear them. Uh, you know, uh, I know that the holidays are coming in, and maybe some of you uh, in the families or ladies are, are waiting and say, what am I going to get for Christmas service? What am I going to get? What shoes am I going to get? You know, what purse or whatever. So we like things that are new, right? Uh, even the new electronics, the iPhone 6 that just came out, right? Uh, and I told somebody yesterday, says, I won't be able to afford one of those things till the iPhone 12 comes out. <laughs> then I'll be able to afford the 6. But we like new things, and then we, you know, uh, we like to, 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 to have them because of the capabilities that they have. And, and sometimes, you know, even the new babies, we can't wait to hold them, right? We can't wait to, to hold a brand new baby and to, to hold that baby. I get nervous when a new child is born and they ask, you know, Pastor, do you want home? It says, oh, my goodness. They're just so small, so fragile. And we like new things. Why? Because they are fresh, right? They're, they, they're, they just represent something that you really want because to you, they, they have good perfection. Can I tell you that when, when we were made in the way of God, we were, we were broken, we were dirty, right? We were stained by the sin of the world, but He makes us new. We become new in Him. He removes all the imperfections and He replaces every part of me and He makes me somebody that's new, God loves us and he cared for you and he makes us into something new. There is joy in knowing who he is. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creature, right? Uh, 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 Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There is joy in knowing that God has saved my life. 
that the old me was broken. I was messed up. I was dirty. I was stained by sin of the world. And God came and he says, listen, I can make you something new. I can erase everything in your background. I can erase everything in the past can be gone and I can make it new. And we should be excited because God has saved us. He has taken us away from that. And what reason to be joyful today than our lives to be made new. Amen. What God gives us is temporary joy. Sometimes we, we enjoy love, right? Joy is temporary sometimes. We all enjoy that warm feeling when we experience the, our very first love, right? And, and, and that kind of love, uh, it, it's, it's kind of called like puppy love, right? Uh, and, and that's good, but it's only temporary, Puppy love is temporary. The other day we were at a restaurant. I won't mention it because I don't want to advertise for it. But we were at a local restaurant. And we were there with my, uh, uh, my daughter and my, and my son-in-law and my two grandbabies. And they were playing around. And, uh, uh, and they came in. <clears throat> and they were laughing. I said, what's going on? And they told me, he said, you wouldn't believe Liam, what he just said. I said, well, what did he say? And uh, uh, so he says that they were out there eating. And they were all talking. And Liam was speaking as well. And all of a sudden it says that Liam stopped speaking and all of a sudden his eyes was focused on something as it was walking by and they kept looking and they kept looking at him and all the way until that particular young lady got into her car and his and his mama says Liam what were you doing what, what are you looking he goes oh I was looking at that girl he says well, what about he goes I like her he goes no 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 I love her and they're like, oh, my gosh, that's puppy love, right? And then he comes in, and he's playing around, and he comes to me, and he comes around, and he goes, Popo, I'm in love. It's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's temporary. But I'm speaking to you about genuine, real love, love that is beyond any of our flaws, love that, that covers all our imperfection. In spite of, God still loves us. True love endures a lifetime. And this is the kind of love that God expressed on Calvary when he, he sat there and he says, Father, forgive them, for they not know what they do. That kind of love. Listen, we should be excited in knowing that there is joy in knowing that he died for us. That he loves us so much that his love is genuine. And that's the kind of love that we should have and understand. Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still, still sinners, Christ died for us. The joy of knowing Him. What other things are temporary joy? What about winning, right? Everyone enjoys winning. Yesterday when the game was on, I'm sure many of you were stuck to the TVs and you were hoping that this week that this particular team was going to be able to win. And when it finally won, right, it got you excited. It says, yes, but it's just temporary. Wait till next week. <laughs> and the week after. It's just temporary. What about talents, right? We do the same thing. We love certain things. Even drawings, when we go out and they draw, it's temporary to be able to win. I still have my own the under-cabinet radio that somebody won that I, I know that I'm going to get one of these days. 
Even games, right? It's temporary. My, my mother-in-law, she plays bingo over at the thing, but it's only temporary, her winnings. She's not going to win all the time, but it's only temporary. But listen, when you win with Christ, there is a thrill that fills your heart. Can you say amen? Right? There's a thrill that fills your heart. And, 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 and it's not like one of those games where, and this is something that I never understood about the sports games. There will be two sports uh, or two uh, 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 teams that are playing, and they're both in last place, and they're over there lifting up their hands. We're number one. I never understood that concept. You're in last place. How can you be number one? Right? Or we are the champions, right? And all these things. But through God, we can enjoy true love, amen, through joy. And all of that is just temporary. But in the spirit realm, the joy of knowing through Christ or, or uh, through Christ, is that we have already won. And our strength is renewed daily. Philippians 4.13 tells us, I can do all things, my brother. I can do all things through him, right, who gives me the strength. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Listen to what Paul states here, the apostle in 2 Corinthians 2.10. It says, This is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weakness, insults and hardships and the persecution and all the difficulties that I go through. For when I am weak, then I am made strong. Through Christ Jesus. We win through Christ. Can you say amen? There is joy in knowing who he is because we are winners. We're not losers. We are winners. We've been won. Amen. We've been saved by grace. Oh, we were lost, but then we were found. Christ came in and there should be joy in our lives every day. We should rejoice into the Lord. We should leap for joy. And it's through him that our daily battles seem to be less harder, right? Our gloomy days, our depression or anger or fear or doubt will find it hard to bring you down when there is joy in your life. Nehemiah 8.10 tells us, For the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's this same joy in knowing Christ that others will be drawn to you. Can you say amen to that? When you overflow with excitement, it spreads and it grows. It lives in everyone you come into contact with. It'll spread into your family, amen, your children. If you're excited about knowing Christ, God is in you, and you're excited about coming to church, amen. And you're not grumbling in the morning, say, come on, guys, we're going to go to church. I mean, you know, we're going to take this. How are they going to be excited? And then we look down at them and says, why is it that you don't want to go to church? Well, mommy, you don't want to go to church. And then we send them to time out and says, don't be saying what mama says. (laughs) But it spreads, my brother. There is joy. When you're joyful, it spreads into your family, your relatives. When your relatives come over, and maybe it's some type of relatives that you don't like for them to come over, but express joy. Kill it with love. 
And it spreads, amen? It spreads into your friends, your co-workers, wherever you're at. Brother Fernando always shares with me, he says, listen, Pastor, everywhere that I go, I do air conditioning service. And every people that, you know, people that I meet, people that I talk to, they begin to talk to me. And I just begin to share with them. I, I just share with them the gospel. I share with them, you know, that God is good. And, and in the midst of my handicap that I have in my leg, man, I can do all things through Christ. It doesn't really matter. And he begins to share with them and it begins to spread. And what those people thought they were going to bring a negative think about it all of a sudden they become positive wow man really listen I, I never knew anybody like that you know I like you you're great I like being around you can I tell you that the joy of the Lord it spreads and if you have it in you you can spread it with others and others are going to be attracted to you they're not going to run away from you but they're going to be attracted to you and this is what joy does even in strangers joy spreads yesterday we had an opportunity to have breakfast uh, uh, at one of the local restaurants and there was no place to sit and there was a couple in front of us they went and sat down and then they told the managers hey listen we have two more seats if that couple would like to come join us so we went sat down and man we had a good time we got to know these individuals but we just began to pour into them nothing but positive nothing about good things and before you know the whole table was laughing and they were completely strangers we didn't know them I was hoping they would have paid for it but it didn't go that far <clears throat> But there is joy. And when you have joy, it spreads. And it grows and it lives in everyone that comes into contact with you. There is joy in knowing who he is. This world is searching for someone that is full of unexplainable joy. They are looking for something, my brother. People are hurting. People are, uh, they're, they're looking for something real. Everything that they have encountered seems real. The enemy puts up a front, but when they get on the other side, there is a hill and they fall flat on their face. And all of a sudden, they're looking around. What is it that I can find? And all of a sudden, they become depressed and they take their lives and they do all these other things because they can't find true joy. It's the joy that you and I possess. It's the joy that we have that we should be going up to people, people that come into contact, people that get in our lane when we're driving and you get upset, pass them and smile at them and says, Jesus loves you down deep inside, even though you don't mean it down deep inside. says, I'm going to get you. I wish I could, you know, but you, that, you smile at them. They are looking for unexplainable joy. And David experienced and he expressed this joy in knowing God the Father. And it's this same joy that has been passed down through his son, Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that? So that you and I may experience it even today and for generations to come. Can I tell you, it's that same joy that once we're gone, that we're no longer in this in this life, that our family, our children, they're going to be able to express that joy because mom had that joy, because dad had that joy. I also have that joy. And it goes on from generation to generation. Or do you want to curse from generation to generation? I would rather have joy. And there is joy in knowing Christ Jesus. And it's that joy that will come and will spread from generation. Listen, until he returns. Isaiah 12, 6a starts out this way. Listen to this. It says, shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion. 
Oh, that's the way we should come entering into the church, my brothers. When we walk into that joy, we should be shouting unto the Lord, crying out to the Lord. There's a new song. Praise God. I am here. I am here to worship. I am here to hear not only His Word, but to, to give and pour out of myself. God has been good to me. God, help me today. You know, even though I was going through what I was going through, God, in His grace, in His mercy, He picked me up and He lifted me up and He allowed me to make it through this day. And I am here standing as a living testimony that God lives in me and the joy that is within me flows out and it cries out. It pours out of my heart. Oh, there is joy in knowing Thank you for listening to this sermon by Pastor Mike Pacina of Trinity Abundant Life Church. If you're ever in the area, please stop by and join us for corporate worship every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. We are located at 412 Cumberland Drive in Austin, Texas, 78704. If you would like more information, feel free to call us at area code 512-447-4711. And don't forget to visit us on Facebook at Trinity ALC. Thank you and have a blessed day.